a little quieter, it seems like. But that's not true. It is loud enough. So anyway, all right. I hope you're having a good day here. It is Friday at 2.08 p.m. Central Time, and we are live here. And uh, boy, what a what a day, man. I'm telling you. It is just or a week, actually, of just garbage out there going on in this world today. And, you know, I trust that you are about your father's business. Fighting the good fight of faith and laying hold on eternal life. Because I'm telling you. We have to be vigilant. We have to be soldiers. The Bible says we have to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And uh, not to be entangled with the affairs of this life, but to be good soldiers. And it's needed. I'm, I'm telling you, God's men need to stand fast in the faith. The Bible says, quit you like men and be strong. And there is just, there is just this... I'll, I'll let me tell you. Here's what here's what I think. Oh, good, I adjusted that. There we go. Here's what I think. There is this effeminate. I should call it what it is. This effeminate sissy britches movement among men today. That for some reason they picture Christianity as like these uh, skinny jean wearing men that are effeminate that listen to what women have to say over what the word of god says and that they they just basically don't lead and yeah they're beta males that's right that's right Rumor, like are you the head of your wife i like to think that we're equal are you the head of beta I am. I am a. I, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh uh-uh, uh. Not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta! Oh, because I tell you why. Beta! Rumar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Beta! I am. I am a. I, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh uh-uh, uh. Not if you think you and your wife are equal. That's right. Beta! That's what he is. A beta! And that's what Minnesota, the Minnesota mice men, you know, they're, they're Minnesota mice. That's, that's what we see. And, and there's this effeminate movement out there. And it, it's for men not to be men, not to stand firm in the faith, to quit you like men and be strong, Right. You know, so women will will like them or whatever in their churches, I guess. I don't know. Like, pretty much when I preach and what I... I expect people to be mad at me. I expect people not to like it. And when they don't, I'm not surprised by it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course. They're mad. They're mad. Right? Why are they so mad? Well, they're mad because somebody told them they're wicked as hell and what they're doing is wrong. So they're angry about it, right? They get mad about it. They're mad. 
And they should be mad. Just like these devil-possessed LGBTQ charismatic fruity preachers. They ought to be mad. They should be mad at me. Don't you know? Eh? Eh? Fix that. There we go. Don't you know, eh? They should be mad at me, eh? Right? If Pastor Jeffrey was listening, eh? Eh? Right? That's what the deal is. So when... When you stand up and you preach what needs to be preached, when you talk about what needs to be talked about, they get mad at you. They get angry. Why? Well, I just make it clear. The world is not supposed to like Old Paz Baptist Church. That's just as clear as I can be. Believers in Christ that are walking in the fear of the Lord, yeah, they're gonna, they'll love to hear the truth. Sometimes you got to get right with God before you want to hear the truth. But I'm, I'm telling you, that the other thing is that most of them aren't. Right? Most of them aren't. They don't want to, right? They don't want to hear it. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't like it. If they like your church, if they like your message and they like your church, then you're not doing it right. You just go to that Concerned Citizens page, man. It is a stinking war that goes on. If I say anything, man, it is a war. They just, they get angry, man. They're mad. Well, of course they're mad. Of course they're mad. They should be angry. Right, if you're not if you're not an effeminate soft-spoken man that isn't willing to that that is that won't stand up against anything, then you're mansplaining. Well, of course I'm mansplaining. I'm a man. Of course I am. I'm not going to woman-splain. I'm going to mansplain. That's right. I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk like a woman. And men are hated today. Real men, real biblical men are hated today. Masculinity is hated today. It's supposed to be. If they liked it, then you'd be a fruity boy queer too. 
right? You'd be a fruity metrosexual too, wouldn't you? But you know something? They get a little excited. They get a little mad about it. See, this this movement wants to pervert your kids. They want to pervert your kids without any opposition. That's what they want to do. I have no idea what Taylor Swift is because I haven't looked at her close enough. To be honest with you, I don't have any reason to look at at her or whatever. I, I don't. Not even the least bit. I don't... All I know is, is that there's a lot of women that act very manly. I can tell you that. And they're actually women. Because I see them in society every day and they act very manly. They act very they act very masculine. They go about and do masculine things. They talk masculine. They walk masculine. That's just That's society as a whole and the men And the men, they act feminine. That's just, that's just society as a whole. That's the way it is. So regardless of whatever whatever the case may be, that's the way it is. I don't I don't run around looking to see if a woman has real breasts or an Adam's apple. I I, I just I, I don't spend my my time looking around it and to see whether I, I, I try not to look that close at any of them because they're all a bunch of freaks. To be honest with you. So I, I, I try not to look at them, period. Never looked that close. Don't know. I'm more concerned with the ones that I can see that are real women that don't act like it. That's the one. Those those are the ones that I'm more concerned with. The ones that are the, the ones that are really lady ladies. And don't act like it. Those are the ones I'm more concerned with. 
That's that that's pretty much Plain and simple. Oh. Something almost shut off there. What was that all about? That was weird. Anyway. You'll no- you'll notice I I don't do a lot. I don't have a lot of broadcast of uh of uh trannies in Hollywood. Right? Cuz I don't believe I I don't I don't believe we should be paying a whole lot of attention to Hollywood period anyway. Besides expose them for what they actually are, right? Other than that, I really I really don't pay too much attention to them. Anyway. That's That's uh That's Carl's that's Carl's halftime show. I, I, I don't do those too much. I don't, I don't really, I don't really spend a lot of time dealing with them. of God for today's pride reading from the book of Sirach, chapter 43. Look upon the rainbow and praise the one who made it. It is exceedingly beautiful in its brightness. We're girls and we're priests. We just might slip a Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift lyric into our sermons. We're girls and we're priests. We're going to remind you that the first person to preach the resurrected Christ was a woman. We're girls and we're priests. Of course we're going to have a liturgical Barbie in the children's ministry area with matching vestments. We're girls and we're priests. We're going to match our nails to the liturgical season. We're girls and we're priests. Of course, we're gonna twirl in our chasubles. We're girls and we're priests, and we're gonna tell you that yes, girls can do this job. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Girls can do this job, right? That's what they say. Well, they can be priests, yeah. They just can't be pastors. So, you know, of course. Because um, because the Bible's very clear about it. But what what's going on here? Societal, any bit of societal upheaval is what's going on here. That's That's what it's about. That's what it's always been about. Right? It's been about uh, destroying the foundations. Right? It's been about destroying the foundations and changing. Changing everything. Turning everything up, right? 
Watch it again. Beloved babes of God for today's pride reading from the book. There, so for today's pride reading. Beloved babes of God for today's pride reading from the book. What book? It's not the Bible. Syriac's not the Bible, is it? Right? As far as um as far as finding out whether whether all of these uh these movie stars are trannies or they're male or female. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've just, I've just never really considered that important. Because I wouldn't want my children emulating any of them. I wouldn't want them. Their movement pushes every perversion known to man. So whatever it is in Hollywood... Everything is sexualized. Everything is demonic. Everything is done with sorcery and witchcraft. And none of them are real, period. Everything that they show you is not real anyway. Everything everything that they show you is fake. Right? Every, like, just their whole persona is fake. It's all made up. They're all made in a lab through propaganda. And they propagandize everybody. That's what it's about. It's about propaganda. And they're the kings of propaganda. Or queens, whichever way you look at it. That's, that's what they do. They have a program and they have a message to give you. And they program you to follow their ways and what they do. That's exactly what their work is. So for Hollywood and movie stars and, I mean, it really doesn't matter if they're male or female anyway. Because they're all sex perverts. So what they do is push sexual perversion. That's what they do. They literally push perversion. Like their whole existence is is perversion. The whole reason they exist and do what they do is to pervert people. That's that's what they do. And there isn't a one of them that's a heterosexual. I can tell you that honestly, there isn't anybody in Hollywood that is a that is a heterosexual. Right? There isn't any. They're they're all sex perverts. Every single one of them. It's what they do. 
how they act. It's how they walk. It's how they talk. It's, it's just, that is them, right? So, I mean, that's the purpose. So for whatever the case may be with any of them, none of them are what they appear to be. None of them. People don't like being deceived. Well, <laughs> well how is, how, I have a question for you. How is Taylor Swift deceiving me when I already know, I, I already know that, that she's a wicked antichrist sex pervert. Like, so I would stay away from wicked satanic sex perverts no matter what. Like, I, I don't, I don't spend my, I, I wouldn't spend five minutes around a bunch of sex perverts. I wouldn't spend five minutes watching a bunch of sex perverts. I wouldn't waste my time watching them. Why would I? It, I mean, it's enough. Like, that's what they are. So when I look at it, that's, that's like, I don't trust any, like, they're, to me, they're like politicians. Their lips are moving. They're lying. Like, that's what they are. You know what I mean? Their lips are moving. They're lying. That's just, that's just it. Book of Sirach, chapter 43. Look upon the rainbow and praise the one who made it. It is exceedingly beautiful in its brightness. We're girls and we're priests. We just might slip a Dolly Parton or Taylor Swift lyric into our sermons. We're girls and we're priests. We're going to remind you that the first person to preach the resurrected Christ was a woman. We're girls and we're priests. Of course we're going to have a liturgical Barbie in the children's ministry area with matching vestments. We're girls and we're priests. We're gonna match our nails to the liturgical season. Girls and we're priests. Of course we're gonna twirl in our chasubles. We're girls and we're priests, and we're gonna tell you that, yes, girls can do this job. Okay, so there you go. They're girls and they're priests, and uh, they can do this job. What is this? Propaganda. You know what I don't walk around doing? I'm a man. I can do this job. The very fact that they're the very fact that they're saying what they're saying is proof that they can't and they know it. But they're trying to but they're satanic. See, this is that antichrist system. And this is what you have to understand. It is not going to be atheism that rules the day. It is not going to be atheism. What it is going to be is antichrist religion that rules the day. It is having a form of godliness, 
but denying the power thereof from such turn away. That's what you have to understand. And that's what people don't get. The deception is antichrist religion. All the atheists are going to follow the antichrist and do what they're told. They are going to be the antichrist little whores that do what they're told. And they're going to follow suit. All of these people right here are following the spirit of antichrist now. And they will follow it when he comes on the scene. They will do what they're told. They are working for the Antichrist. That's the spirit that they have. And they have to have that. Right? They have to. This is this is their work. This is what they do. And it's by the way, it's not going anywhere. It's not going away. It's only going to get worse. The infiltration is going to get worse. The shaming is going to get worse. See, they say like I had those sodomites say, "Oh, they they tried to shame me um in what I say and what I stand for and what I believe and what I preach. They try to like shame me, to back me into a corner like, "Why? Oh, Oh, I forgot the world, the world hates Christ. The world hates the message. But there's, but don't you want, don't you want people to accept you? No, I don't care if you accept me. Because I believe in truth over couth. So truth is what matters. I don't really care if you like it or not. I want you to like it. I want you to be saved in that sense. I don't, it's not going to impact me. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. I want you to be saved, yes. But I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and the way I'm doing it to make you happy. Because the chief end of man is not to be happy. Except in this day and age, the chief end of man is to be happy. But that's not what God says. That isn't what the Lord says. That's not scripture, but that's what they want. And look, she's reading out a Syriac. What's a Syriac? Well, it ain't the Bible. They ain't going to read out of the Scripture. They're not going to read the King James Bible, and they're not going to read the Scriptures, and they can't defend what they believe. They have to use a false perversion. Because when you read that King James straight, guess what? There ain't no room for sodomites, uh, and there ain't no room for any of those other things. They have to repent and believe the gospel. Otherwise, the only place they have is a place in hell. Right? That's the only thing they have. 
But see, this is part of the, this is the religion, right? This is a, again, you have that charismatic spirit, right? Check it out. It is that guy. <laughs> tuck that jiggle in you can't be jiggled <laughs> you can't be, you can't look look all right I'm sorry uh, hold on hold on oh Okay. All right. Look, you can't, you can't be, you got to tuck that in. You can't, <laughs> you can't be jiggling that like that. Okay, anyway, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. That, uh... All right, let me see here. What do I got here? Okay, anyway, so... This guy, he's, uh... Yeah, he's definitely, uh... He's definitely lost at that dude. Let me get this over here. Let me get this over here. Over here. So it gets... I got this on Facebook and... There we go. 
We don't need this one anymore. We'll get rid of that one. Okay, here we go. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, that guy is a typical charismatic creature. Okay? Typically... What they do is scream a lot. That could be his like stage name, scream a lot. Right? You could you could call him scream a lot. Right? Be alright, wouldn't it? Scream a lot. So this is this is all charismania though, right? That's what that is. It's all the charismatic movement. It's all the LGBTQ movement. It's all about outward appearance. I kind of lumped them all the same because I, I believe they are the same. They have the same antichrist spirit, right? It's all showmanship. Like, what this guy is doing right here is showmanship. You watch. So anyway, so that guy right there, yeah, that guy. He's definitely, definitely lost his marbles, right? But this is their, this is what they do. It's the charismatic movement. It's just what they are. I mean, right? It's all a show. The Bible talks about that. In Matthew chapter 23, it says, But all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. I love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats of the synagogues. That's what Jesus said about them. He said that, that they did the same, the same thing, right? That it was all a show. What that guy is doing is he's running around dancing and doing that. It's all a show. It's not real. He's not really casting out any devils. Right? No devils are being cast out. No, these charismatics, when they do what they do, they're they're not really changing anything. No one's really being edified. Nobody's nobody's really walking in the fear of the Lord, right? 
Nobody's uh, life has really changed. Right? It's not gospel preaching. It's not, it's not the work of the Spirit. It's not the work of the Holy Spirit, right? It's something totally different. It's something foreign. It's a great distraction. Right? It's called, it's a great distraction from the truth. You know, the perfect example of that is See if I can find this. I just listened to this and it was really good. Here. Nope, that's not it. There is a brand new one here. Let me see if I can So today, see if I can find it. There's a brand new video that he did. Here it is right here. Um This is done by revealing truth. Now he doesn't use the King James Bible. So I have differences with him in that, you know, um, but the one thing that he does show here is that, you know, this is tell us how to be effective in casting out demons. Funny thing is that she played the exact same video a month ago. Is Catherine following the words of Joseph Goebbels? And that if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it, and you will even come to believe it yourself. I think this applies to many in the New Apostolic Reformation. But before we watch this show with no Bible support as usual, allow me to share how to be effective in casting out demons. Step number one, you must be born again and indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Step number two, you command the unclean spirit to leave in the name of Jesus, and it will leave. You're welcome. So now let's hear Catherine's version. The person casting out demons must be executing their authority properly. Because it's such a deep and complex topic. Remember, the Bible spoke of all the different methods and strategies to be successful in demon casting in not even one verse. The person casting out demons must be executing their authority properly or else demons will not obey. The more you execute your authority properly, the more the true authority and anointing grows in you that makes demons see and realize they have to obey. So the proper way of casting out demons is one person in their domain casting out the demons in their domain or in their territory. And remember, she's making all of this stuff up because there is no scripture to support it. We have different territories in the spiritual realm. For example, my domain, my territory is, is everyone in the church, everyone watching online, everyone who is tuning in right now. This is authority in Christ that I'm talking about, my authority in Christ. You coming and watching the live, you coming in this church right now, that's the action of submitting yourself to God's will. So we're submitting to God's will when we watch Catherine? Sounds like a form of brainwashing to me, convincing her followers that it's God's will to listen to her. 
God's will is to expose her as scripture tells us to. You've taken your body, your soul, your spirit, your whole spiritual life, and you've brought it to be submitted. See, all of these, all of these people, all right, all of these, um, these, uh, charismatics, along with the transgenders, the LGBTQ, all of them, they are completely, they're, they're completely consumed and they have this weird sexualized spirit about them. Like just the way she walks around, how she's dressed, what she's doing, the way she looks, they have this creepy sexual uh, persona about them. That's why eventually you're going to see, that's why a lot of these, these um, charismatics get caught in homosexual activity. Right? That's why. Because they have the same spirit. Right? They have the same perverted spirit. It is that spirit of Babylon. They're very flirtatious. They're very sexual. To God's will when you come to church. It's the action of saying, I want God's will to be done in my life, which means God's kingdom coming, which means healing, which means freedom, which means abundant life, which means curses broken, generational curses broken. Really? Just by going to church, we get all of that? That is pretty cool. And as we see through Peter in the Acts church, it says they would bring the sick and demon possessed underneath his shadow, and all were being healed. So we see that this is God's main way of releasing his power, releasing his kingdom, releasing his miracles, is to come to the real church where God's kingdom is. This would be so funny if it wasn't so sad. She considers her church a real church. And therefore, people are going to be healed just like with Peter's shadow. Really? If you're an apostle, Catherine, then why isn't your shadow healing people? And now more on what a real church is. Where a servant of God is placed in authority, the authority in Christ, having a domain, and given a high level of authority to deal with even principalities. And so you come here. This is one of the reasons why you've come here, is to be free, to be healed. You're going in God's order. You're submitting your life to Christ here. When you come here, I am given the authority by God to release God's kingdom, release the anointing. I'm given that authority here. And Man, she is such a lying witch. First of all, God never gave a woman the authority to release any anointing, to lead anything like that, besides guiding her own home. Underneath her husband. Besides guiding the home. Right? When, when a woman is not even supposed to speak in the church during the church service at it. As the church is assembled together. I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. 
Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. She's not even supposed to be preaching and teaching. Yet she says that God has given her authority over people. Nowhere in the Bible do you see God give women authority over men. You don't see it. You don't see God giving men or God giving women authority over men. At all. Nowhere. Nowhere do you see that. Except this woman. She usurps authority. She takes the authority and makes it her own. So if you have a demon, when you come here, they're in trouble. It's game over for them because this is my domain. So I say, any demon here, you have to go. This is my territory. This is my domain in Christ. And they just cheer her on. Yet the Bible teaches nothing about us having a special authority in certain domains. Because of the Holy Spirit in us, we have power in Christ anywhere we are. This is my domain in Christ. And just like a teacher in a classroom has authority over all children, she says, be quiet, and they all will be quiet. She doesn't need 15 of herself, 14 other people, to issue 14 commands to each person. It's the same way of, in the spiritual realm. This is- she just looks like a bratty little broad that says, stop trampling on my authority. It's my authority. I'm a big girl. I can do what I want. I have authority, not you. You shut up and sit down. I have authority. Right? This is how authority works. So if there are 20 demons in here, we don't need 20 people to each pray one-on-one for each person, command each demon. We need a person in authority in Christ, just as Peter was, with real authority, with real anointing, with... Hey there, crook. Can you show me where a woman cast out a demon in the Bible? In the King James Bible there, crook. Can you show me where a woman cast out a devil? Where was that at? Where did a woman cast out a devil? We see women that went to Jesus to have devils cast out. We see women that brought their children for the apostles to cast out devils. When was there ever a female apostle? Why didn't Jesus choose? If there was supposed to be a female apostle, why didn't Jesus pick one? Wouldn't he have led by example? Why didn't the apostle Paul pick one? Wouldn't he have led by example? Never happened, did it? You know why it never happened? Because 
the Apostle Paul just repeats the same order, right? First Corinthians fourteen thirty four. Actually, 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. It's not permitted. It doesn't say they don't have any ability to speak. It says they're not permitted. That's very clear, right? Not permitted. What does that mean? What does that mean in the Greek? The same thing it means in the English. Not permitted. They have no permission to speak. From who? From God. They have no permission to speak authoritatively before the church from God. God has not given them permission so then a pastor's not allowed to give them permission right nope their husband's not allowed to give them permission nope God is the one that forbids them to speak it is God that forbids that. So when God forbids that, no man can change that and be right with God. No man. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. For they are commanded. So how can how can Crick command devils out of people when she's in in her so-called church when she's not even allowed to speak in a church? Not committed, not excuse me, not permitted. And commanded to be in silent, be under obedience. They are commanded to be under obedience. As also saith the law. So nothing is changed. The New Testament dispensation did not change the commands of God. Did not change the order of the sexes. So when that woman says, when that woman says, uh, girls can be priests too. Well, seeing as how the only New Testament priest in the Bible is Jesus Christ in the New Testament, and we have a high priest that can be touched with our feelings of our infirmity, infirmities who was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. These words are concrete. 
Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Now, if we stop there and we just said to be under obedience, then you might be able to try to make an argument and say, well, it's talking about these prophets here. No. Paul references as also saith the law. The order of the sexes. See, that's why Catherine Crick is a witch. She is an absolute witch. She's no different than Beth Moore. She's no different than than the the lady, the uh, charismatic or the LGBTQ lady you just saw, which I, I'm going to go on record and say this. I believe that woman right there is a lesbian. I absolutely believe that Catherine Crick is a lesbian. I believe it. Absolutely believe she's a lesbian. She runs around with that female black lady everywhere as her assistant and runs around with her. I believe that lady is a lesbian. Absolutely believe she is. A straight-up lesbian. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Definitely a lesbo. Definitely. So, she speaks like with some authority, but she has none. She's a usurper. She's a usurper. And by the way, these kind of people are real dangerous to be around. They're very dangerous people to be around. When people knowingly are out of God's order and they knowingly live that way, they are extremely dangerous people to be around. Because people that are knowingly Living in sin. People that are knowingly living in sin. Knowingly violating God's... It's like I had a Christian lady. I use that term loosely. Not much of a lady and not really a Christian. But she used to go to a church that I went to years ago. And she wrote me and she was really angry with me about my stuff on the Steel County uh, website there. The Steel County um, Concerned Citizens of Steel County. Right? And she said to me that I needed to do better. I need to be nicer. She said, I believe like you believe mostly, but you don't say it very nice, and you're not very nice. And when it all got down to it, what she, what she real, I knew her grandfather. 
But what it, when it all got down to it, what it really was is that she's compromised in her life. She was compromised in her life because she worked for an agency that places children in homes of homosexuals. And she believes that she disagrees with their lifestyle and she says that it's sin, but the children are better off with the homosexuals than they are on the streets or anywhere else. So she helps homosexuals adopt children. I said, well, that's the reason why you're mad at me. That's the reason why you have to stand against me. And then she talked about the sending church that I came from years ago and and how they're making steps to be more liberal. And how she was glad. And I said, I think it's a downright shame that they're going soft. She goes, well, I, I left that church and I'd never be a Baptist again. But she said, I definitely would go to their church over yours. I said, I get it. What she doesn't understand is we wouldn't even let her in our church anyway. Right? We wouldn't let her in our church anyway. (laughs) She said, I can't figure out why there's a a couple that used to go to Rosemont and they're they're going to your church. I, I can't figure that out. Why would they go there? Well, I said the reason you can't figure out is because they're saved and you're not. See, these people want the peace of the damned. They want liberal, soft, effeminate churches where men don't lead and women have a say in what goes on. And if not, well, then you're just a bunch of abusers and you're just a bunch of of, uh, misogynists and you're just a bunch of all these other things. Why? Why? Because we don't put up with loudmouth, loudmouth Jezebels. Because we don't support loudmouth Jezebels, stubborn women, their feet abide not in their home. Because our Bible doctrine is not evolving and changing with the world. 
Because by the grace of God, we're not ready to sell out biblical principle to accept the world's theology. Is that why? See, these people just assume that you would let them into your church. Like they would just let them in. Well, who says we'd even let you in? Well, I wouldn't go there. Well, who said we'd want you? It's us through the the scriptures and the leading of the Holy Spirit to determine whether you could even come there in the first place. Man, you can't imagine the people that I've turned away before. I told them you can't be a member here. I looked at them and told them I wouldn't accept their baptism. I didn't accept your baptism. Some charismatic lady baptized you. You think I'm going to accept that here? Get that garbage out of here. We ain't accepting that. That ain't believer's baptism. There ain't no woman in the scriptures that any authority to baptize anyone. Period. Just garbage and nonsense is what it is. Oh, you're a misogynist. I really don't care what you call me. One thing I'm not is a little baby snowflake, a little sissy britches that's going to bend in because somebody doesn't like what I say. That I'm going to that, that I'm going to I'm going to be just devastated by the fact that you don't like me. Like I said, I expect you not to like me. If you do, I'm like, huh, wow. But see, they want to change everything. Because they're agents of change. Because they're agents of antichrist. That's what they are. This is what she is. High-level authority to say one word. All demons must go. And all have to follow that word. That's how authority works. That's God. She really believes she has a special authority that others do not. But if what she's saying is true and that it only takes one person to say one word and all the demons have to leave, then why is she praying for people individually at her demon casting gatherings? Kind of a hypocrite, don't you think? Order of casting out demons. And then you each have your own domain and territory in your spiritual life. Because all who believe these signs shall follow them. They shall cast out demons as one of them. Do you all believe? All who believe these signs shall follow. You shall cast out demons. And they love those verses. But they never want to focus on the parts about picking up snakes and drinking poison. This passage says these signs will follow. But it doesn't say all those signs will follow all believers. But not any. It's written to the apostles. It was for them. Anywhere. And not in this church. 
unless you are an anointed minister and I have given you authority to preach on that Sunday, for example. Wow. The arrogant lies from this woman are unbelievable. Saying that someone else can only cast out demons in her church if she gives them authority is a cult-like conditioning and an outright lie. Then this becomes your territory and domain for that Sunday. But if not, your domain and territory to cast out demons is not here, even after church ends. No, because the commands have been issued. God has done what he wants to do. Some people are still being delivered. The anointing is still working in them. But it's out of order to, after church ends, be casting out demons out of people. They've already gone. Or if there's layers, you're forcing deliverance that's supposed to happen tomorrow or the next week. Layer by layer. I know this is a lot to take in, but people need to see just how crazy this really is. Once again, the Bible says nothing about us needing special authority. Right, did you see what she's doing here? If you watch, and we're done with that video, but if you watch what she's doing, if you watch the game that she's playing, she has a pretend authority that's not given to her by the scripture. She uses no Bible for anything that she says. No Bible verses. The only authority that I have as a pastor is the Word of God. And as a pastor, I, I, through the Word of God, I've been given an office, right? Right? And with that comes authority. But there's no office for a woman in the church. There is no office like that, ever, anywhere. A pastor is an overseer. She's not a pastor. She can't be. She can't even be a pastor, first of all. She can never be qualified. Why? Because she can never be the husband of one wife. And she's not even permitted to speak in the church. So then what is this? It's all a show. Everything that she does with that is a show. Right? Here we go. What is wrong with this world that parents would hand their children over to perverted sex clowns. Question, isn't it? By the way, this is happening in churches today. Six, this little girl asked her two moms for a drag queens and donuts themed birthday party, and I was asked to come read a few of her favorite books. I asked permission from her two moms and all the parents at the party before posting any of these photos. They even had some accessories to help everyone get in the mood and in the spirit of things. As an added bonus, they let me keep these two gorgeous bracelets, which I'm super excited to wear for my future gigs. Ugh. The question you have to ask yourself is, is just this. What is wrong with people? It's like that lady said. Well, wouldn't you rather have children be safe in a homosexual home? then, you know, uh, not safe or whatever. But you're assuming that they're safe. They're not. Right? When people are living in sin, 
They're not safe. No one is safe around them. Right? When they're not living right, when they're living in wickedness, like Paul said, it is commonly is reported commonly that there's fornication among you. It's such fornication as is not as much named among the Gentiles that once you have his father's wife. This was sexual sin, all fornication. People aren't safe around porn addicts. People aren't safe around perverts. They're not safe around sex perverts, period. Like I told that person when they interviewed me. I said, look, it isn't just sodomites. It's those that are living in perversion and sin. Right? They're not safe. Anybody that is a sexual deviant like that, that is unrepentant, that has never been changed supernaturally by the Spirit of God, right? They're, they're a sex pervert. There's no safety there. It's just like I was saying about Hollywood. You're like, well, is that a tranny or not? I don't care what it is. I know enough of them being sex perverts. Provocative, dancing erotically, singing music about fornication, singing music about sexual perversion, promoting sex, pornography, witchcraft. I, you're not, you shouldn't follow any of anything that those people do. Just the outward testimony of it all is enough for me to know that they're perverts. Because I got this for you. Let me tell you this. There are Hollywood actors that look straight as an arrow. And they are dangerous perverts. Tom Cruise. He looks straight, right? He's a Scientologist, L. Ron Hubbard. Into witchcraft. He's dangerous. More so than any of them. Why? Well, he looks straight-laced, but what do his movies promote? What does he do? Right? Michael Landon was another one like that. Right? Michael Landon was another one like that. Same thing. He was he looked straight as an arrow. Charlton Heston did Bible movies. So you have all these Hollywood stars. They, they, some of them look straight as an arrow. Yeah, they're the most wicked ones. What do they push? What do they promote? 
What do they teach? Sexual deviancy. Fornication. Witchcraft. Rebellion. That's what they teach. The Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. People that are that are teaching things that are wrong, people that are living wrong, even those professing Christians, people that are living wrong, they are very dangerous people to be around. They're dangerous people to be around. They can look straight as an arrow. Right? That's the industry. That's what they are. That's the industry that they that they're in. So, I mean, they can look like they're fine. But you can't be fine hanging around all these people. Right? So, why would you want to profess a man that is dressed like a woman? Why would you want him to read books to your children? Why? Why would you want why would you want that? When clearly I don't have to know anything but that they're perverts, right? Okay, why? Right? Why would you even want that? Why would you even want to be around those people? That's what you have to understand. When people, a good lesson for your life as a Christian is to remember a couple things. Don't take advice from people that are not going the direction that you want to go, that God is leading to go. Taking advice from people that are not walking with God and expecting to have good results from that advice is foolishness. It's nonsense. You're to seek counsel from people that are going the biblical direction that you want to go.
there is enough. If people, you know, I talked to this lady one time and people just don't use wisdom a lot. And especially women at times just don't. They run off their feelings. Well, she let this this Christian guy take advantage of her. I use that term loosely. He wasn't, he's not a Christian. The guy hated my guts, bash me, whatever. I don't care. But the point is, is that he was a liar and a fake. And he didn't, he took advantage of her. She lost $200,000 in her savings. She sold her house. He took advantage of her. And left her broke, spent all her money, left her in a shack, literally. I'm not kidding you, a shack. She's sick. She has cancer. And she said, well, I I submitted to a man and I did this and look what happened. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Did you bother to look around to see anything? Like, I don't know, is he working? Is he faithfully in a local New Testament church? Is he serving God? Is he working? Is he faithful? Is he faithful in his finances? Is he faithful in what he needs to do? I mean, did you look? Did he have a job? Did he have a good track record of work? No? Well, then God didn't fail you. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't get fooled. In that you got fooled, but it was by your own emotions. It's not because you follow good biblical advice and you made a good biblical conscientious decision. No, it's because you saw what you wanted to see. You ran after it. You married this guy. He spent all your money. He talked you out of your business, uh, out of, selling your business as a single woman and took you for everything you got and then left you. What was his track record before? What did you know about him? What did you know about his life? What counsel did you seek? I've had people do the same thing this year. By the way, you could be in my you could be in our church and do some of the dumbest things known to man. I've watched people do it and not listen. And run off and want to get married and do what they want to do. And I'm like, don't you think you ought to wait a little while to get to know them and like figure some of this out? Especially when you're not grow up. Like I'm not talking about growing up in the church. I have young people. They're probably, they've grown up in this church. They've known each other their whole lives. Their testimonies have been examined. They probably won't have to be in long courtships. But when people come from out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they want to get married and I'm skeptical. It's like, well, let's see your walk. Let's see if your walk and your talk match. Let's see if you're real for the Lord. I 
I watched it happen to somebody. I said, well, I think you ought to wait a little while. I said, well, we're going to do it. But they did what they wanted to do. And now one of them's in, and now the the man that hated my guts, by the way, got mad at me and, and left and wanted me to ordain him. And because I didn't ordain him, he got angry with me. I said, whoa. Right? Got real mad at me and threatened me and was like, you think you're a tough guy? And he said all this stuff to me. And I'm just standing around there. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Guess where he is right now? He's in jail. For armed robbery. And then they've linked him to more armed robberies. Then he's on drugs and all these other things. You can't ignore the evidence of the things that's like right around you. Right? That's the way it goes. People get mad, though. I thank God I had one man listen to me, though. And I'm glad one man listened to me. There was a woman that came to this church, and I'll tell you what, she was she was trying to... She was taking this man, this godly man, for money. She was going to try to marry him. In fact, she said she hated his guts all the time. Not hated him. She didn't like him, and and she was telling me privately. Then she was saying wicked, perverted things to him privately to him. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and I didn't trust her, so I got her out of the church. I'm like, you're getting out of here. Me and my wife drove her out of here. Bat crazy lady, stinking psychopath. You know where she was? When I found her, she was somebody that followed my ministry for years. When I found her, she had somebody called me on the phone from her phone and said, Hey, I got this lady and, and, and I'm in Alaska and this lady is, is, Out in the cold. She's frozen in the cold. And her mind is like not right. Okay. So I talked to her. And I helped her get here.
then basically when she got here, she didn't do anything uh, to really help anybody besides cause trouble. And then she was taking a guy for money, abusing his kindness. So then I got her out of here. And then she was still staying in contact with this guy. And then wanted to marry him out of nowhere. And she was posting on her Facebook page she was going to get married. I said, who are you getting married to? And then she told me. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. Not if I have anything to say about it. You ain't ruining that guy's life. Yep. So then what happened? I talked to the man. I said, you know what? If you marry this woman, she'll destroy your life. Look what, look at her track record. Look behind you. Look at the track record she has. Look how much she hates men. Oh boy. So then what happened when, uh, when that happened, then she acted like, remember, she's told me privately for two years, she didn't even like the guy and she didn't want him bugging her. And then she's telling him something different in private. And I got all the text messages. Cool. Right. That's one thing I do have. When people try to lie about me, I have all the track record. Just so y'all know out there, y'all bunch of liars out there. See, I kept all those things. I have them all. I've never used them. I just let you lie about me, but I have them. And I never go public with it. I leave them all because I'm a pastor, so I don't try to destroy people's lives like they try to destroy mine. But then, then when she couldn't get what she wanted, then she turned her daggers on me and tried to accuse me falsely of all kind of the most wicked and heinous stuff in the world. Like, what in the world is this woman talking about? Two things. I don't go around women alone, and she don't know nothing about me anyway. Praise the Lord. So, that woman ended up in a, after she lied about me and did all that, she ended up in a psych ward for three days on a psychological hold for three days. Yeah, man, I guess you better watch what you're saying. Why am I saying that? Because you know what? If you ignore what's right in front of you, you're going to be fooled. Don't think that what's right in front of you is going to change the outcome. Oh, that's not crazy, Andrea. That's not crazy. Well, it sort of is. But it's not the craziest I've seen. Believe me, it's not the craziest I've seen. I've met crazy a few times. It's pretty nuts. But it ain't as crazy as I've seen. 
Believe me. I've seen crazy. But, but insanity is seeing the evidence before you and then expecting a different result. People continuing the same things but expecting a different result. Like handing children over to a bunch of perverts and expecting a different result. Right? It's not going to happen. Like this, for instance. Major evangelical publication, Twist Scripture, urges Christians to attend same-sex baby showers. See, this is the same thing I just told you about what that lady said, right? Can a Christian attend a same-sex? Why would you want to? Why would you want to attend it? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Why would I want to go to something like that? Can you? Why would you want to? What's wrong with your heart as a Christian that you would want to attend anything like this? Something that is completely anti-Christ. Why would you want to? Why would any Christian, born again believer, I it's like that lady asked me. She asked me that bisexual lady that did the recordings for the uh or that recorded me for the interview. Do you have any gay friends? No. I don't have any gay friends. Do you hang out with gay people or sodom or uh transgender people or bisexual? No. Why would I? They're an abomination before God. Why would I go hang out with an abomination? Why would I do that? What what reason would I have to do that? And by the way, they don't even believe in the God of the Bible. They hate the God of the Bible. They hate the Bible. They're not Christians, but they say, well, shouldn't you be more like Christ and go hang out? Wait, you don't even believe in Christ. You don't even believe in God, yet you want to take the Bible and twist it, right? A book that you don't even believe, you want to twist it and get me to obey your perverted interpretation of it because it suits your ends. No, why would I have any friends like that? First of all, the real question is, is why would a same-sex couple invite a Christian to a baby shower?
is my testimony so dim that these people would be comfortable in inviting me to that baby shower or to that wedding? Really? Because what I would want to look like is there ain't no way I'd invite Pastor Cooley to this. There ain't no way. Right? Or if or if even if members of my church were not living living for God and they were doing something that wasn't biblical. You think they're going to invite me to it? Of course not. They should be ashamed to invite me to it. They should be ashamed to invite me to it. Like, well, of course I don't have any gay friends. Why would I? When I open up that Bible and I do what I'm supposed to do, they ain't going to be my friend. You think they're going to be my friend? Well, I know this. When I wasn't living for God, Christians weren't my friends. I stayed far away from them. Those that were living for God. Why? Because I didn't feel comfortable around people living for God. Why would they? You shouldn't want, why would, why would somebody want to invite me to that? Why would they feel comfortable with that? Why did that grandpa, why did that grandchild feel comfortable inviting their grandma to that same sex wedding or whatever? Right? Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. They're not, they don't, they're not going to want me there. I promise you one thing. If my own children decide not to live for God, they ain't going to want to be around me. I fully know that. That's why I pray for him every day to be saved and to be right with God and to walk with God. Why? Because they ain't going to want to be around me. They will not be want to be around me if they're not living for God. They will not want to be around me. If they grow up and don't raise their kids for the Lord, they get married, don't raise their kids for the Lord, they ain't going to want to be around me. At all. They won't want to be around their mother either if they don't want to live for God. They'll look at us and be like, Dad, Mom, we can't have you come over. Why? We ain't going to live for God. We don't, we don't live like that. Well, you don't live like that. You ain't going to want to be around me then. Not at all. 
And that's the way it's supposed to be. But it's not loving and exclusive. It's not inclusivity. It's not loving. Well, I don't understand why you're being this way. It's not, it's not very loving. Right? It's not very loving. No, it is loving. That's what I told him. I, I told that lady. I said, look, it, lady, it is loving. Right? When you look at it, you say, oh, you're all, everybody, all are welcome. No, all are not welcome. I mean, people said that, well, aren't all welcome at Old Path Baptist Church? Aren't all welcome? No. Of course not. Why would they be? The church is for the saved, not the lost. But your children aren't all saved. I realize that. But they, they have parents, and they conform to their parents' instructions. And we pray that their souls would be saved and that God would change their hearts. But 1 Corinthians 5 tells us, no, they're not to be a part of that. Right? They're not to be a part of the church. We don't have an all are welcome sign. Somebody said, well, you're you're a 501c3. You exist for the public. I said, well, we ain't no 501c3. We don't have a tax identification number. And I didn't ask you for any of your blood money. This church ain't pimped out and whored out. It's not pimped out to the state. It ain't whored out to the state. We didn't ask you for any favors. Leave us alone. That's what we asked. That's the difference. We don't exist for the public. Our church is not a creature of the state. That's the difference. See, the real question to ask yourself is, why would anybody be comfortable? Why would anybody living a perverse lifestyle be comfortable with inviting you? to their sodomite activities. When people are living in sin, I don't have anything to say to them but repent. That's that's it. All I when people like I told them if there's drunkards in the church, if there's all and they get and they don't repent and they get cast out of the body, the only, the only conversation I have for them is repent. The only connection that you and I, besides working in the world when we have to, the only connection that we have 
with the world is to call them to repentance. We don't have any other fellowship with them. We have to work in the world. We have to go about our daily business. We have to do those things. Yes. But we don't have any fellowship with them. That's besides the business things that have to be done just to function in society. The only, my only answer, I don't have any gay friends. Why? Well, I don't have any drunkard friends either. I don't have any, I don't have any fornicating friends either. I don't have any of those. No, they're not my friends. I don't have any friends like that. It's not appropriate to have friends like that. Right? We don't have those. Why would we? Why would we have any of those? Why would they be our friends? Why would they be? I don't know why they would want to be around me. Is my life so pitiful, pitiful of a Christian? Is my example so pitiful as a, of a Christian that they think that I'd be okay with, with their lifestyle? No, you're supposed to be salt and light. We're supposed to be salt and light. That's what the Bible says. Salt irritates. Did you know that? Salt irritates. You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, that light shines bright. And when people are sleeping and in a slumber and a sleepiness, they don't like the lights turned on. They want to remain in darkness. That's why we're to preach the word. That's why we're to call men to repentance. That's why we're to live testimonies that are well-pleasing to God. And let me, let me say this. Let me say this, too. Uh, Mike Bickle, because some people bring this, uh, these things up, and I'm going to address this real quick before I go. People like Mike Bickle, right? Mike Bickle was in trouble. They, they have... Uh, a bunch of underage people that have said that in in their charismatic church that Mike Bickles abused them or something of that nature, right? And people and the sodomites use this as an excuse to say, "See, what about the corruption in these churches? What about it? If they followed a proper order, it wouldn't be happening in the church. Pastors and staff and all these other people doing all these things." I'm not saying it's impossible to happen in any place because if men are devious and wicked or women are, they're capable of anything. I said that to a lady who says, well, you don't like the homosexuals, but, but I know that priests and all these other perverts are doing these things. I said, yeah, and she was a, uh, a, a, a um, public school teacher. I said, you know what? 
a lot of women are being caught in public school sleeping with boys too. But you know what you have to do? You put out you put the barriers up as best you can. Now if a man's foul, he's foul. If a woman's foul, she's wicked and foul and something's going to happen. But what do you do about it? Do you cover it up or do you deal with the sin? You deal with it. If it's illegal, you go to the authorities and you have them prosecuted. And they get churched out. If they don't repent, they don't get right with God, they get churched out. But if you don't have all these separate ministries of all these children around and all these different groups and these youth groups and these pastors meeting with women and meeting with girls and meeting with all these people, if you keep a proper order, I'm not saying that you can get away get away from all depravity because you're not gonna, but you can sure head a lot of it off by a proper order, having everybody together in one place, having everything open, having everything clear when it comes to that. Pastors, if they have to talk to a, a, a woman that their wife, his wife is there with them. My wife sees my text messages, my Facebook messages, all those things. Men not meeting alone, but going, or if it's, if you need it, then two men going together or whatever the case may be, right? You can head, uh, pastors have no business meeting with little five, six, seven, eight, ten year olds or whoever, whatever age, why would they? Their mother and their father should be with me or at least one or the other, generally their father. But if they don't have a father, then a mother or my wife and others, people with. Like, I don't have any reason to meet with children alone. I don't have any reason to meet with women alone or men alone. I don't have any reason to do any of that. Why would I? And one thing I'm implementing in our church more and, and it's going to be implemented even more, is the elder women teaching the younger women. So elder women talking to younger women more. So women are counseling women as God ordered it. And then if they need my help, then I can help overall and oversee that. But that's the lady's place to do. I don't really need some woman crying on my shoulder. Besides my own and my daughter's, that's for women to do. That's how women get emotionally attached to men in a way that they shouldn't, in leadership and everything else. That's how these emotional ties get set up. They don't need to be set up. There needs to be that order and that protection. So a proper order goes a long way in keeping that evil away. Again, it's not I'm not saying it's perfect. But 
You can go a long way by doing things the right way. There's certain conversations that men don't need to have with women. Like they don't just don't need to have those. They're not appropriate. You definitely learn that the longer you pastor, believe me. You learn how to see things biblically and and fundamentalism didn't teach me that, that's for sure. But anyway, those those are things that that can avoid pitfalls and trouble that can lead down a bad road. You know, attachments uh emotional attachments can happen very quickly. So the, things need to be done the right way, especially in this day and age where women are detached from their husbands, detached from their fathers. And by the way, the best thing you can do is keep a strong walk with God. Keep a short sin account. Get your heart right with God. Satan's looking for a way to destroy your your family and your home. So repent and 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 and, and ask God to work in your heart to keep you from sin. Wash your wash your mind and heart in the word of God. Keep your nose in the book. And avoid situations. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Guard your heart. Guard your guard yourself from that evil with the word of God. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Amen. They're good things to avoid pitfalls. All right, let's play a song here. Give you a chance to say hi, and then I'm getting out of here. Let's see here. Let's see, what should we play here? Oh, I like The church has been silent while the world raised its voice. In loud and angry tones, they took the lead. But all across creation, there's a rumbling in the hills as the chosen ones of God stand up to make his message known. I've got to shout it from the housetops, proclaim it from the mountaintops, tell the world around me, Jesus. 
choice. I'm gonna make a joyful noise. The world will hear my voice, Jesus says. The rocks and hills were ready to proclaim the Savior's might, but the Spirit of the Lord said they should wait. You see, God knew His children were ready to march on and proclaim His word throughout the land and seal the devil's fate. But the world still tells us daily that God is not alive and salvation's plan is just a fairy tale. But their lives don't change the truth. Jesus died for you and the word says His returning could happen any I have made my choice, I'm gonna make a joyful noise, the world will hear my voice, Jesus saves, we have heard the joyful sound, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, spread the tidings all around, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. One more. Who is on the Lord's side? Who will serve the King? Who will be His helpers? souls to bring who will leave the world side who will face the foe who is on the Lord's side who for him will go by thy call of mercy by thy grace divine we are on the Savior, we are thine. Jesus, thou hast taught us not with gold or gem, but with your own life. divine we are on the lord's side we 
are on the Lord's side. We are on the Lord's side. We are on the Lord's side. We are thine. We are thine. We are thine. Fierce may be the conflict. Strong may be the foe. But the king's own Changing makes our triumph sure. Joyfully enlisting by thy grace divine. We are on the Lord's side. Savior, we, Savior, we are. Hey, Ben. All right, here you go. Here's that Bentley video. I found Todd Bentley on wrestling. He's Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. And we want to release that mighty Holy Ghost. And we want to release that mighty Holy Ghost. And we want to release that mighty Holy Ghost. That's right. <laughs> Todd Bentley is Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, okay. Um. All right. <laughs> One more time. I found Todd Bentley on wrestling. He's Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. That's right. <laughs> Todd Bentley is Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Um. All right. There you go. All right. So perfect, Andrew. Just what we needed. All right. Anyway, so now I I have more videos to add to my to add to my fun. Great. All right, everybody. God bless you. And uh, have a good weekend. I'll be busy working in my office here, and Lord willing, tomorrow getting some stuff done. And uh, uh, Lord willing, uh, you pray for me. I'm trying to get this office organized and and all that kind of stuff before we go. Now, um, pray for us. Pray for our ministry. Pray for the Lord to continue to bless our ministry and the work that we do. Uh, Praise the Lord uh, for all that God allows us to do. Keep in touch on sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley for all videos and new sermons and all that kind of stuff, okay? That's where you'll find that. If you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can go to oldpazbaptistchurch.org and you can click on PayPal, okay, right there, and that takes you to our PayPal page, all right? And that guy will yell at you, and you can put in a credit card or whatever you want to do there uh, if you'd like to give to our ministry, uh, or you can go to... Venmo, Apple Pay, any of those different um, different apps. Cash App, we do actually have Cash App too, also, uh, which I don't use that much, but I did use it a couple times. Uh, let's see. And otherwise, you can go to sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. 
sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. Click on the Give button right there. That'll take you to PayPal also. But also, you can go to the bottom of the screen here, and you can mail us something to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Okay? Anyway, pray for us. God bless you all. I'm getting out of here. So have a good, good night, everybody.